the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Courageous Christianity, a public nonprofit ministry equipping Christian warriors for the spiritual battlefield. The intersection of our faith and the world is a battlefield strewn with debris of a fallen world. It challenges even the hardiest souls. And yet, this intersection is the context of our faith. As courageous Christian warriors, we must navigate this difficult terrain in our personal walk and as we seek to bring Christ to those who are lost and struggling. And step into As a colonel in the Marine Corps Reserves with numerous combat deployments, Richard Mendelo has walked dangerous ground in peacetime and in war. Join us for the next 30 minutes as he and his guests shed light on this critical intersection on spiritual combat and on the rules of engagement for courageous Christianity. And here's your host, Richard Mendelo. Friends, welcome and thank you for joining us on Courageous Christianity. Last week, we talked about our hopes for the new year. We said that our only real prayer is that God's will be done and that we have the faith required to walk that out on a daily basis. I strongly believe that one of the keys to life is to shape our expectations ahead of time so that when things happen and we become involved in things, we respond appropriately. Shaping our expectations last week was that God's will is done in all things and that we have the faith to accept it. Today, we are going to talk realistically about the fact that things will not always go the way we want them to. As always, I'm joined by Christy Stratton, my muse and wingman. Muse. Muse. Oh, wow. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you. I have to look that up. (laughs) Uh, Inspiration, Uh, uh, ideas, thoughts, uh, just genuinely the conversations we have are so helpful. Well, thank you for that. I appreciate it. Thank you. Before we begin today's conversation, I must remind you that as a colonel still serving in the Marine Corps Reserves, I have to preface my comments by saying that these are my personal views and they do not necessarily represent the Department of Defense or the Department of the Navy. Mike's giving me a thumbs up because on the last show, I messed it all up. Uh, (laughs) Friends, please pray with us. Heavenly Father, we know that in this life we will have struggles. As we shape our expectations for the coming year, we ask you to help us to face these challenges with faith and grace. Help us to meet good times and bad with courage and resolve. Remind us that in every situation as Christians, we live our lives in front of a great cloud of witnesses, and they will be changed by the way we live our lives. Help us, O Lord, to glorify your name in all things. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. So shortly after landing in Afghanistan, Mm -hmm. uh, as though things weren't chaotic enough as my team was settling into combat outpost Delhi, and by the way, Prince Harry had been there at one point, 
And I'm just starting to figure out who's who in the zoo and get to know people. And uh, we call it uh, the battle rhythm, how things are going to roll. I get called to go see the battalion commander. It turns out that one of my guys left his pistol in the porta potty Mm. and it was turned in by an Afghan National Army soldier. Oh, wow. And like I didn't have enough going on. Now I'm standing at attention in front of the battalion commander explaining uh, what I'm going to do about this. You're getting in trouble for it. Uh, uh, Well, of course. You're the boss. You're responsible for everything. Ah. But my point of that exciting story is. It's always something. Right. Do you think that as we're trying to get our bags unpacked and, and brief our missions and go over intelligence summaries to look at how things are going in that area, I honestly thought I would be having to deal with the fact that one of my guys left his pistol in the porta potty. Yeah, you wouldn't have thought about I, that, I don't think. <laughs> no, I didn't. Let's not pretend that the sun is always going to shine and then act surprised when it rains. I guess that's my point. Rather, let's be realistic and know that into every life, some rain will fall. Some rain fell into my life that day, and the battalion commander had a piece of uh, advice for me. (laughs) Nicely Um, said. You know, furthermore, we know that we live in perverse times. So as believers, we know we're going to struggle. We're spiritual beings who live in the world, and how could this not be hard? So why are we talking about this? Because as we think about the coming year and the promise that it holds, we must have reasonable expectations. I think that's fair. And I think that's good advice. If we want to have a life without struggle, we know that that's going to be impossible. And we talked last week about when we believe our thoughts, every thought we have, we have suffering. So if I'm waiting for things to be perfect... Yeah, you're going to be waiting for a long time. And it's going to be painful because then when something happens, it's going to knock you down. Um, The thing that uh, I think is important is that in all of these struggles, it's kind of the immediate action drill we talked about, like when you encounter the enemy, we're going to pivot, we're going to do this, that, or the next thing. We rehearsed all these immediate action drills, and we can do that ahead of time. So if we set our expectations and we say... Uh, Things are going to happen, and when I face these struggles, this thing that happens, I'm going to count to 10. I'm going to think of things from a spiritual perspective. I'm going to realize that it is through our struggles and the way we handle them that God manifests himself to the world, and I will reach for Jesus' hand, and people will see Jesus by the faith that I have in this situation. You're not saying, though, to look at it kind of in an Eeyore way. No, oh, not negative. at all. There was a guy in one of my squadrons once whose call sign was Eeyore. <laughs> was he and always negative? Yeah. He uh, was this big, tall dude. He went to Texas A&M, and he was so negative, and he even spoke like Eeyore. Mm. And like his idea of briefing a flight before we would take off was, oh, well, we're probably going to crash. <laughs> <laughs> That's hopeful. <laughs> yeah. So... There's a lot written about being childlike in our faith. Psalm 8, 2 says, Through the praise of children and infants, you have established a stronghold against your enemies to silence the foe and the avenger. In Matthew 18, verse 3, Jesus said, Truly, I tell you, unless you become like children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. My point is if we face our struggles, which we know will come, Also like children, what does a child do when they have trouble? They take a step forward, they get scared, they 
go running back to their father. Yeah. They go running back yeah, to their parents. Exactly. And so if our our faith is so strong, we are childlike. We come with, with the naivete that says, this is reality. God will help me in this situation. I'm not going to throw up my hands and say, oh, okay, well, God will sort it out because we know that's not the case. Right. But we know he will walk with us. And if in all of our struggles we run to him, then... The word comes to mind is uh, dependent, dependent on our father as a child. And that's where we need to be as adults with our heavenly father. With our faith. So I think every generation has referred to their troubled times. Uh, We speak of these times as troubled times, and we sometimes speak as though there were times which weren't troubled. Right. And I don't think this is true. I remember when I was deciding whether or not to have children, I talked to my mother about it, and she was born in 1938 and married to my dad in 1959, and so they were trying to have children uh, around the early 60s, and I said to her, how can you bring a child into this world? And she said that every generation has its struggles, and that in her day they had worried about the atom bomb and the H-bomb. Right. And so the next generation had the worries of the Vietnam War and Watergate and that malfeasance. And our generation, we have unique struggles. Every generation has struggles. And so it's how we handle those struggles that informs that great cloud of witnesses. So I don't know if you're like me, but every time you have a little extra money, something breaks and it's a costly repair. Uh, You spend the day cleaning the car, it rains. Nothing is ever finished. And if it is finished, it's only momentary because that's how life works. It is. I've, I, I'm recalling a, uh, I don't know why I put it on a Facebook post, but I thought it was funny. I washed my car. It started raining. And so I put out a Facebook post <laughs> long ago. Don't really do it anymore. But I was like, you're welcome, everyone, because we right. needed rain. We needed rain. <laughs> uh, when I was in Mississippi working with... Uh, the investigation of that airplane that crashed there. I was going to a church um, as a guest of the church, and I had never been in a farming community. And every Wednesday morning at Bible study and the men's group, sometimes we were praying for rain. Sometimes we were praying that it didn't rain. And I really never knew what we were supposed to pray for. All the other guys did because they were all farmers and they knew exactly (laughs) what was going on. But I was just like, this is very confusing. Trouble is the normal state, and it is our desire to live without trouble that creates suffering and leaves us unprepared when life challenges us. People get sick, cars break down, homes need repair, bills come due, arguments erupt, and children and teenagers do stupid things. Politicians (laughs) lie, nations go to war, and hurricanes blow. This is the normal state of our fallen world. So... It's the faith that we're going to have as we encounter these things. Yeah, I think that's in therein lies hope because it's not just going to be like that. God has, you know, worked in our favor and our for our good. He works all things together for good in the past. It's not like he's not going to do it going forward. Right. And so when we we're not saying what I'm hearing you say is we're not saying, okay, look at everything. It's bleak. It's that we've got that father that we can turn to, and he's going to work all things for good. No, it's not bleak. There are sunrises. There's children's laughter. There's 
There are flowers. There's spring. There's all kinds of amazing thing. And at the same time, there's uh, a dose of trouble. And sometimes there'll be a bigger dose than others. Right. Makes me think of, and I don't know if it's exactly this, but this helps me. You get what you think about most. And so if we're thinking about the good things that God does, we're real that things do happen in this fallen world, but we've got uh, God to turn to. And, And the more that we think about that, the more we're going to be hopeful. Yeah, remember we uh, learned about that part of the brain, the reticular activating system, which filters into our consciousness the things that the RAS, reticular activating system, thinks we want to know about. Right. So the more we think about negative things, the more our RAS will allow things into our existence, which confirm the notion that things are negative. Right. And then big shock, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Everything seems like it's dark and bleak and hopeless. And you know what? It It is not. These are the challenges of our times. And imagine for us who have faith, it's one thing. Imagine not having faith. Well, I, I think about that sometimes. And I think about when I came to faith in my latter 20s and gosh, I just can't imagine living for me. That's all I can say this world without my faith, because I was, I was more in the negative before then. And now I'm hopeful because I know again, not to be trite, but he works all things together for good. I may not like what happens, but as I said, I think I've said on the show before, I know his will is so much better for than anything I could ever even come up with. Yeah, you know, what's funny is if you were on a football team and the football coach told you to run laps, you would realize it was part punishment and part to get you in shape. And if you went in the gym and you had a trainer and the trainer would say, do another five and do another exercise, it would be hardship, but you would know it was to build strength. And if you didn't have any faith in the trainer, you wouldn't do the work. And you wouldn't get stronger. Exactly. And you wouldn't be able to meet the challenges which are coming. Preparing you. And so God, our Father, our trainer, so Jesus, thank you, God. our coach, thank, thank you, you for, for, for the good and the bad. For the good and the bad, which strengthens yeah. us in our faith. And you mentioned children. One of the things over which I agonize is imagine if you are a young person. And every time you turn on the TV, you see what a mess mm we have made of this world as we've turned our backs on God. And most of your exams are still in front of you. And most of your job interviews are still in front of you. And everywhere you look, everything seems like it's a mess. Right. And you need your parents not to focus on the negative, right. but you need them to help introduce black and white to what is otherwise just a gray quagmire. Mm. And the black and white is the word of God. And he says all the things we need to hear. He says that he will be faithful to us. He says that uh, our time on earth will be difficult, but we will spend eternity in heaven with him. I think it's important to to think about, okay, we're talking to listeners right now about themselves and their thinking. And I think we have to even think beyond that as you're, as you're talking about as parents with our thinking, what's that influencing? So are we now with our, your thinking, our negative right. thinking? Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, well. 
is that affecting our kids and their future and it, their future? It and absolutely is. Huge. Because from that reticular activating system, what we know is that if we fill our world with the negative, our world seems very negative. And it really is true that you can remap your neural pathways due to neuroplasticity, which Christy's taught me all about. about I'm just using these words that she's shown me, but we really can. And uh, imagine this, I'm a Marine Corps leader. We're in a combat zone. My team is looking to me for guidance and all I spew is negativity. Mm. And then how does the world seem to them? Could they honestly go into combat and do the job that I'm expecting them to do? The answer is, of course, no. No. Combat has lots of hardship. I don't need to talk to them about the hardship beyond preparing them. What I need to do is lead them, guide them, resolve the confusion into things that are understandable, uh, ways of behaving. And Jesus gave us those ways of behaving. If you think in his day things weren't a mess, Hmm. I mean, you had the temple which had bent the covenants and the laws and the scripture, the Pentateuch, the Torah into this legalistic system. Jesus said to them, you hypocrites, you stand at the door to heaven, not going in yourself, but blocking the way for others. How hard and bad was that to him? He sees the money changers in his father's house conducting business there like it's a shopping mall. Mm -hmm. And how agonizing was that? And then you've got the Roman Empire which is a pagan, hedonistic, uh, just bullying empire. And it was in that context that Jesus spoke the hope of faith and the rules of engagement, Mm. which he gave us. Uh, And, you know, uh, faith, hope, and love, and the greatest of these is love. So what we really know is that here we are in the beginning of a new uh, year, and this year is going to be a lot what we expect it to be based on the way our brains work, based on the opportunity that we have as Christians in front of this great cloud of witnesses. Things will be as we pray them into being, live them into being, act them into being. And I just want to empower everybody with the, with the amazing opportunity we have I saw with my team going to Afghanistan how when I told them on June 6, 2010, that the watchword for everything that we were going to do for the next year was respect, they looked at each other like I was nuts. But I promise you, through all the hardships we endured over the next year, that word respect, respect for each other, respect for our nation, respect for the Afghans, it permeated our thinking and it became our reality. And I learned from that that you really can change the way people think and uh, what they're focused on and how they react as a result of that thinking and that focus. Yeah, you, yeah, you absolutely can. And and oftentimes it is just one word because then you can collectively focus on that versus you know, trying to remember a whole bunch of things. Right. So, so when in doubt, respect. What's going to deliver respect? What's going to show respect? I told you about that friend of mine who uh, was visiting and his wife came home from a Bible study and she, uh, I asked her what they were talking about and she said they were talking about the verse in the Bible that most resonates with each of them. And she called it her life scripture. And she, I said, what's your life scripture? And she told me, well, what I would submit is that if you open the Bible 
and you look through the Bible you're reading, you will find a verse that resonates with you specifically, and and you will know it. It will be like a, a bell ringing, and then memorize that scripture and focus on that scripture for this new year, and let that lead you into... Um, being the Christian that you're supposed to be regardless of the circumstances, because I'd be foolish to have gone to Afghanistan and think that I wasn't going to be in combat, and it's foolish of us if we think that we can walk this earth with all of its uh, duplicity influenced by the devil and not believe that we're going to have hardship. Yeah, absolutely. Here's one of mine that's gotten me through the many years of hardship. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Awesome. And I'll just repeat it over and over and over, especially in the tough times. Absolutely. And I've said before that the verse that resonates with me, the very second uh, my friend's wife said that, the verse that jumped into my head was, from whom much is given, much is expected, and from whom much is entrusted, even more will be asked. And that's why I'm here with Christy, because my heart is absolutely committed to speaking words of truth and encouragement to you as you go about your day. It's as though I'm back here at the combat outpost and you guys are out there in the fight. And so I just want to speak an encouraging message of truth that helps you in that intersection of your faith and the secular world. And you do. Thank you for that. Thank you. Uh, And that's the truth. And as you know, in every show, we have a moment of truth where we look at scripture, which informs our discussion that we were uh, like we were just talking about. And we do that to remind ourselves that God's word is our first refuge, that it's always relevant and that it never fails. And our moment of truth today comes from John chapter 16, verse 33. Jesus said, I have told you these things that in me you may have peace. In this world, you will have trouble, but take heart. I have overcome the world. We will not have lives free from storms. The storms of life come to us all, but in Jesus, centered on him and beneath his protection by faith alone, the storms of life can be managed and we can have joy regardless of our circumstances. As we seek him in every situation, he will be glorified. And our quote of the day comes from my father. After my brother and I broke a window playing soccer in the house, he said, I hope you're happy. I guess I'm not completely sure what he meant. I think he was being sarcastic. (laughs) But what I know is that stuff happens and it won't always make us happy. It's how we respond when things do happen that will shape the world around us. I also know that in the absence of stuff happening, there's no shaping opportunity at all. In the absence of the gym, there's no growth. So as we wrap up today, this comes to my mind. When a Marine goes outside the wire on a foot patrol with his squad and his rifle and pistol, he may not look that formidable. But with his radio on his flak jacket and the microphone at his mouth, he can call down the hell of the Marine aircraft wing with bombs and rockets, and he can call in the wrath of Marine artillery. With just a few words, he can mobilize the power of the Marine Air Ground Task Force and leave the enemy absolutely shattered, and that's a fact. The Bible says that the weakness of God is stronger than human strength. It says what no eye has seen, what no ear has heard, and what no human mind has conceived, the things God has prepared for those who love him. And finally, Scripture reassures us that God is faithful, who has called you into fellowship with his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. 
And it is in that power, in God's power, that we walk on this battlefield each day. Through Jesus, we can call down support of every kind by our faithful and earnest prayers. We don't need a radio and a microphone. It is by faith alone, when we believe in our hearts and do not doubt. And by our faith, God's will be done. So friends, whom shall we fear? We walk on this earthly battlefield in the full power of our Lord, and the enemy is already shattered. They just don't know it. So as we go forward in this new year, we have the opportunity to shine a light into a world which gets darker each day as it tries to cloak its sin in lies. There will be struggles, but we have but to call down the power of God as we walk in his truth and speak it plainly and without fear. The Bible says, therefore, as it is written, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. And that is Courageous Christianity. Should you want to reach us, we can be contacted at CourageousChristianity at gmail.com or 281-656-1833. And if you want to catch previous episodes, you can do so at kkht.com. We are honored to walk with you in Christ. With all our hearts and prayers, we wish you a courageous year. God bless and Semper Fi.